0: As always, should you avoid the excellent guidance you're about to receive, you'll be disavowed. Also, this message will self-destruct in three seconds. Three, two, one. Another edition of Your Financial Mission coming at you. Walter Storholt here alongside Janine Theus, the CEO and founder of Theus Wealth Advisors. Financial commander here on the program. And if you are in Columbia, Howard County area, Janine is the local advisor to turn to if you have questions. She brings not only the financial experience, but also the discipline and savviness that comes along with 21 years of service as a naval intelligence officer. And we like to say you're going to get the straight skinny on your financial plan here on the show each and every time. Janine, hope you're doing well this week. I know that people are probably expecting us to talk about the fact that you are. Are now done with your knee surgery, which by the time people are listening to this, you will have been done. But we're actually squeezing in one more podcast recording right before your knee surgery. So we won't rehash everything we said in the podcast about, you know, good luck and knee pain and all that kind of stuff. But just so in case people are wondering, like, how's her knee? On the next episode, that'll be post surgery so we'll get your we'll get your report then right
1: yeah yeah
0: by the time we do that you'll be back up and running marathons i think right
1: oh yeah (laughs) that'd be awesome or at least halfway
0: there half marathons that's not too hard i'll be in the pool for sure (laughs) there you go yeah as soon as that wound heals you're back in the pool right yep oh too funny Well, we have a great podcast on the way today. We'll be answering one of your questions here in just a few moments. We're also going to talk a little bit about a very interesting article that came out in Forbes not too long ago, and it was asking, it was posing kind of the question of, is 64, the age of 64, too old to get a new job these days? And there's a lot of 64-year-olds out there who end up finding themselves in that position of needing a new job. Are you too old at that age to get one? We'll talk about that article and the implications that it might have on you and your financial life coming up on today's show. But first, it's time to open up the mailbag. It's time for the mailbag. We want to hear from you. And this week's question is going to come to us from Jack. If you'd like to submit a question, by the way, you can do that online at TheusWealthAdvisors.com. Jack says, Janine, we're retiring in two years and plan to sell our home and move to the beach. Ooh, that sounds like fun, Jack. But home values in our neighborhood are sky high right now, so I'm wondering if I should sell now and rent for a couple of years. Is it a bad idea to rent at this stage of life?
1: Well, Jack, one of the things you didn't tell us is how old are you? Generally, I would say no, but it's going to be very dependent upon how much savings you have and what your expectation for income is in retirement. So... If you sell your house at the height of the market, that's usually a great deal, but then you do have to find a place to rent for those couple of years. And usually when house prices are high, because the demand is high, so is rent. So you have to be able to, you know, make that rent for a couple of years before you move. Now you've said you're going to move to the beach. Do you own the house at the beach? Or are you going to buy a new house at the beach? So we're essentially trying to time the housing market, which I know has, you know, peaks and valleys as well so there are a lot of factors here we would have to look at to see if this makes sense for many people renting is a possibility is certainly is a good option as you make a transition because it allows you some flexibility in that last year then you don't have to sell a property in order to buy a property if you're really ready to move it also forces you to get organized for that move And, you know, kind of downsize all the stuff you've been collecting for years. So there are a lot of good aspects of doing things the way you've lined them up. And if it really is your intent to move to the beach. The other question I would ask is, where are the kids? Because a lot of people want to be close to their kids. And if you're moving to the beach and the kids are going to be visiting you, is the house big enough? So there are a lot of things that go into that decision. Renting is certainly an excellent consideration to take into account, but you Really need to look at a lot of other factors to see if this is a doable option for you.
0: I was watching House Hunters the other night, Yeah, you know, HGTV. Actually, I think it was Beachfront Bargain Hunt. but It's all the same thing, just different locations, I guess. Yeah, this is how I spend my wild evenings, my valuable free time. (laughs) No, we were, I don't know if we've talked about this on the show before, but we bought a new house and it's got an awesome porch outside. And we've got a little TV outside just to kind of have like a little outdoor living room set up. Yeah. Um, we're not, you know, the annoying neighbor who's got like everyone close by and I'm blasting my TV, you know, on my backyard, making you listen to it like we've got some space. Nobody's hearing our our little 27-inch outdoor TV. So don't worry there. But anyway, we were throwing that onto the background just for some fun while we were eating dinner the other night, just kind of having a fun, casual evening. And we were watching this beachfront bargain hunt, and it's so interesting that this question is here because it was somewhat similar, but the people were younger, but they were looking to buy a vacation home that they also wanted to rent out, but they were also looking at it as a place where they'd be able to go for years and years into the future. And I think it was in, like, Myrtle Beach or something like that. And they chose a one bedroom place out of all the options that they saw and they saw a bunch of two bedroom places and they looked at a one bedroom place now it was less expensive but not astronomically you know different right. from some of the two bedroom places and they already have one young kid and so i just thought it was bizarre that they wanted to you know get a one bedroom place when you're already a family of 3 And there's more to come and then presumably you'd have more people visiting. I don't know. You know, you don't know all the situations. Maybe they're just planning to be in there for two or three years and then they'll get a bigger place. But I just thought it was funny that out of all those options, they went with the one bedroom place.
1: Well, especially if you're planning to make that part of your lifestyle.
0: Right. Like every weekend you're going down there. Yeah. I mean,
1: if you're planning to go to the beach regularly and that's part of your normal family pattern, like a lot of people will go to Ocean City from here and they do it every summer and they take the kids. And if you do that, do you need a place big enough to hold you because one bedroom's not gonna be big enough for a family of three or four for very long. So yeah, they could be just planning to hold it for a couple of years and sell it. But if you're planning actually to do that, to make that kind of an investment, you need to think a little bit longer term yeah. when it comes to the choice.
0: It's just an interesting element to bring up. Again, we talk all the time about it's not always about the finances. Sometimes the advice that you give, Janine, sometimes the conversation that needs to happen is lifestyle-based, relationship-based, activity-based. All these different elements go into the plan, not just the dollars. So that's a really good question, Jack, to ask about Retiring in two years and should you sell the home now? That's not committing the sin of trying to time the market, is it, Janine? Trying to sell now while the market's high and then rent and thinking maybe the market goes down in value and then you can buy the beach house when values have dipped a little bit? It sounds like it might be getting into that territory.
1: Well, you know, it's interesting because a lot of people who start to do this, there's a couple of other things that come into play here. What is the Actual value of the house that you're going to sell a lot of folks have you know a bias approach to that We think our homes are worth more than maybe they are because of the market So when you're looking at saying it's a really high market You really need to look at more than just the Zillow's estimate. What is your house appraise at and is that enough? And yeah, you are kind of timing the market But if you really are committed to moving to the beach, you know within a two-year window then that is certainly doable. You know, you could easily change your mind. So you want to make pretty doggone sure that this is your intention is to move to the beach. Yeah. Once you sell your house. Because that does change a lot of things. You know, decision trees. <laughs> sure
0: <laughs> absolutely yeah it makes a lot of sense good question jack thanks for submitting that one you can always submit those questions once again online Theaswealthadvisors.com. if you're listening to the podcast on the blog post you should be able to see a place there on the blog where you can ask questions as well that's theuswealthadvisors.com <coughs> ask your questions we might feature it as a future mailbag question here on the show all right thank you jack for that one and now i want to look at this article janine because i thought it was just really interesting i thought it was something you would latch on to is six 64, too old to get a new job these days. That's kind of the crux of the question. And so it's this interesting article in Forbes that kind of broke down that question to see, you know, obviously the problem is so many people are living into their late 80s, 90s, even 100. It's going to only increase, we think, into the future in terms of life expectancies. So a lot of people are working a little bit older. No longer are we turning off the shift at 60, 60, 61, 62. Now it's 65. Now it's 66. Maybe even later than that, people like work. In a lot of cases, and they want to keep going. I know you see that all the time, Janine. People sometimes just enjoy what they do.
1: I mean, this is a great article because it does discuss the disconnect between what employers see and what employees mm-hmm. are looking for. And I do see that, you know, some people are ready to retire tomorrow. I had a couple in here yesterday. He wants to retire now, and she says no. <laughs> so getting couples on the same page is really part of my job, too. But you know, so there has to be some compromise, but he's not going to completely quit. He wants to work as a consultant and work part time. That's, I think, what we're going to see more of is the fact that you might quit depending on who your employer is. If you've been a longtime employee of that employer in this area, it's defense contractors and government. Well, a lot of these entities will allow you to have phased retirement. So you can go from full time to part time, you know, two or three days a week for a long time. And But, you know, the smaller companies don't always let you do that. But again, it's going to depend on the company itself. What I found interesting about this article is the disconnect, you know, people are living into their 80s, 90s, and 100. And so people do want to stay connected and purposeful past 60, 65, 66. So some of the surprised findings... You know, the questions to employers at what age is a person too old to work, almost two thirds of the employers said it depends on the person. Mm. Well, I could have told them that because, (laughs) (laughs) you know, some careers like radiologists, depending on the company you work for, if you work for a private company of radiologists, they will say you have to retire at 65 from reading films and scans. Well, that's being contested because maybe you're good at doing that till 70, but people will tell you i mean things do change as you age depending on how healthy you are how active you are how your mindset and so people do start to miss things that may be important in their 60s but they can still contribute excellent advice and expertise and wisdom that companies might want to hold on to because they are the corporate knowledge yeah so it's interesting that they would say You know, yes, it depends on the person, but you've got, you know, 65% of employers saying, oh, they're too old to work at that age compared to like 54% of workers. I thought the other uh,
0: interesting thing in here, Janine, was also the delineation between what is too old to work versus too old to hire. And there was a difference between the two.
1: Yeah. And again, it depends on the person. And unfortunately, when you've got HR departments controlling a lot of hiring, they're looking for, you know, smart people at the least amount of expense. And when you have older people, because of their experience, they may cost you more. So that is another reason. It's not mentioned in the article, but that's another reason a lot of older people don't get hired. It's because their experience, you know, could be more expensive to hire. But, you know, again, most of the employers say it depends if they're too old to hire another, you know, 12% are unsure. But but it seems to be 64, 65 is the age of delineation when you become either too old to work or too old to hire. But what's interesting is those people who are at those ages would disagree with that. I mean, they still want to be viable. They still consider themselves viable and able to contribute. So, you know, companies need to take a look at doing something different with this conundrum. You know one of the other things in this article is about whether they should be contributing to savings you know when you look at the statistics nationwide a lot of people have not saved a lot so working longer is really important for them to be able to save toward a retirement when you combine that with some of the news that's been out there about social security and the potential for it being cut by 25 percent at some point in time in the future Employers really need to rethink this because people are going to need to work longer if they have not saved enough to offset any discount to Social Security. I mean, that's worth a conversation with an advisor right there. Yeah, (laughs) Because you're not able to grasp all of the pieces to the puzzle, generally, that are gonna impact your lifestyle once you retire. Well, a lot of people,
0: Janine, are paying off houses, right, Uh, around that time of life. So if you were a little bit behind retirement, but now you've got a paid off home, let's say, and the kids are gone and out of college, no longer on the payroll, and you should be at your highest peak earning years of your career. If you can extend that work life for another three or four years, those are some significant dollars. Now, you're not going to benefit from the interest gains you know, over long periods of time, compounding interest. But just right. from a pure dollar for dollar standpoint, you can put a lot away that will help your retirement situation. In those couple of years, if employers are willing to, you know, have you and you can, you know, keep up with the demand, I suppose.
1: You know, it's a multifaceted problem because you've got people that are nearing retirement that just put kids through college and paid for tuition, which impacted their retirement savings, potentially. And so now they need to work longer because now you're worried. And a lot of people tend to not save early on they're not saving in their 20s. They don't start saving until they have kids and go, oh my goodness, I better start saving. Right, right. You know, so, but then when you have children and life gets in the way, there's a lot of expenditures there depending on where you're living. So that does eat into a lot of your savings because it's life with a family. So extending that out and making opportunities available for people who are older, wiser, hopefully, and can still contribute I think is really important. And this is, topic is going to become more of a public policy issue. In fact, there's already an Age Discrimination in Employment Act, which is a civil rights law for older workers, now, age 40 plus, you know, that's supposed to be enforced. But I've known a lot of people who've been victims, quote unquote, to age discrimination, when they've applied for positions, especially if you're a stay at home mom, and you did other things, and then you're coming back into the workforce, unless you've kept some skills up to date. It's going to be hard for you to step back in depending on what you're applying for. Right. So for somebody who's moving, you know, in their 60s, maybe they're moving from a full time, you know, engineering position and now they can go consult, whereas somebody who's working, you know, in healthcare, it might be dependent on what the healthcare stipulations are in terms of what you can do. So there's a, a lot of gray area here, but I think it's worth people considering that staying active is really the goal. And, you know, it's interesting when you look at some of the statistics about people at retirement age starting businesses, that's on a huge upswing because the Internet has made a lot of things much more accessible sure, (laughs) or potentially possible. So people are looking into those kinds of things to stay engaged or writing books or taking classes or teaching classes. So a lot of that's out there. But, yeah, generally, big employers want new blood working through the system at a less of a cost. But it again, it depends on what the area of work is.
0: Yeah. And also I think it underscores the it's sort of that what have you done for me lately mentality starts to enter the fray here. And part of me hates that phrase and part of me understands it as well. And if you're sixty four and having trouble, you know, keeping up with what's going on, just as you probably have done your entire career, you have to find ways to adapt, to change, to Keep your value high at your company or the company that you're trying to, you know, jump on board with. Show that that value is there and it may just be different. may take on a different form or a different shape than you have had in the past.
1: And you might do something completely different. I mean, a friend of mine has been in the health insurance business for quite some time and she has decided to go back and is taking courses in web development. Because it's a creative thing, but something she's always been very interested in. So she's thinking <laughs> like, are you changing careers? <laughs> you know, She's in her late 50s. Yep. So the thing I would encourage people to do is not be intimidated by a change. Just jump in the deep end and go because it's available now. It's never been as available in the past as it is now. So don't let these people tell you, no, if this is something you want to do, you need to just do, go and do and not be intimidated and not take no for an answer.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: And you know again you're going to have to be your own best advocate for a career change or maintaining a career. Yeah, super make, important. Make the case. Yeah. yeah
0: absolutely. Or then there's always the situation where people think they want to keep working. Maybe they are finding it difficult to continue working in their current capacity, but they feel the pressure to keep working because they're not ready to retire. And I think you're absolutely right. You said this at the very beginning. More and more, there's this hybrid of people realizing, actually, you can kind of semi-retire and then find a different passion, a different job, a new venture. And work part-time or, you know, still have some money coming in the door to make it so that you can still be contributing toward your retirement funds and your savings, but also not beholden to the job, you know, 24-7 like you might be currently. And so it's just all about finding that right fit for your personality and your situation.
1: Yeah, and I think people really do need to understand that there are more opportunities now than there have ever been before because of the Internet, because of a lot of things that are available to people now the information, the online schooling, you know, there's a lot of education that's free. So people should take advantage of that. And I do think people are, you're seeing depending on where you live, and kind of what are some of the norms or expectations of people in their 60s, 70s and 80s. I see that a lot. And my mother has a friend who is now 92, still driving. Now she is a widow and she's living pretty much on social security, but she has her own little Avon business, and I think my mom keeps her in
0: business
1: (laughs) (laughs) when I open drawers and find all this stuff. Uh, But but she has her client base, and at 92, she's going around still doing the Avon thing.
0: Wow, that's awesome.
1: And I mean, I saw her when I was home, and I was very impressed. She looks really good, she's very healthy, she's got a great attitude. like more power to you that you're continuing to do that and i think and a lot think. of
0: people have found that right janine that they want to keep working not just because they enjoy it but because they know they need to stay in motion
1: right um, objects and right.
0: objects in motion tend to stay in motion right and
1: you know what <laughs> that is a very important point yes <laughs> you have to keep moving
0: because <laughs> if if you don't i think the studies have shown and proven it you go stagnant in your retirement years you're gonna live a shorter life. And it doesn't mean you have to keep working, but at least that's an easy way to keep moving and keep active and keep your mind sharp. Check all those boxes.
1: And so. you will find more joy in doing that. Yes, there are hassles. Yes, you're tired. Yes, you ache. Because you know, we're all old and busted at some point. Right. But, but, but you, you can only sit life. around
0: on your butt and do nothing for so long. <laughs>
1: <laughs> exactly. The joy in life comes from doing. I don't care if it's just volunteering at your church, it's doing, being, and contributing. That's where the joy is going to happen. So employers need to get on board with that because there's a lot to be gained from that. And the other thing that nobody talks about in a lot of these articles is the mentorship that is possible. Why would you let such tremendous amount of corporate knowledge go to waste? Mentorship for the next couple of generations, I would think, would be very important.
0: And hopefully employers see the value in that too because there's a marriage there that can certainly happen. Right. Well, to end on this note as well, I like your use of the word joy. Not about necessarily happy, but joy. I think much more powerful word than just happy in retirement. Finding joy in life and in retirement, I think, is, you know, all the better. And so good use, I think, of that word. Well, Janine, thank you so much. I think this was interesting to kind of look at a national article like this in Forbes, thinking about age 64, too old to get a job these days. I think our answer to that is no. But you just need to be willing to adapt and change. And I think all can still be well for you at 64 and beyond that even for many people. Thanks for the time and talk to you on the next podcast.
1: Thank you so much, Walter. Talk to you again.
0: That's Janine Theus. If you want to pick up Janine's Retirement Rescue Toolkit, if you're kind of thinking about retirement here in the near future, pondering what's the best way to get started, well, this toolkit is a great thing to pick up. You can order it. It's free, but you can order it and get it delivered to you. It's a physical box packed with a book, audio CD, DVD, a couple of reports, some other goodies in there as well. Just click on the link in the description of today's episode, and you can order that Retirement Rescue Toolkit have it delivered to your door in a couple of days. Great starting point if you're thinking about retirement in the near future to start learning about the process. That's Janine Theus. I'm Walter Shortholt. Thanks for joining us and we'll talk to you next time on Your Financial Mission.